0: Welcome to Face Your Faith. We hope this topic study will help you grow deeply in your relationship with God, to be fearless in your faith, and to present others the Word of God in freedom and in peace. Today we will be discussing thankfulness, how to be genuinely thankful and grateful in all things, and how we are to live out our life in thanksgiving. This topic of thankfulness this week is obviously not a coincidence, but nonetheless it is a necessary reminder of not only what God expects of us, but the benefits of being thankful to God for all things. On November 1621, the pilgrims and the Wampanoag Indians gathered for a three-day celebration of thanksgiving for what God had provided despite the fact that over half of the total 102 pilgrims had died. Historical accounts indicate there were just 22 men, 4 women, and 25 children and teenagers left alive from the original 102 pilgrims at this particular gathering. Yet we see in all of this, despite an unconscionable loss of life, the most being women, wives, and moms, The remaining colonists persevered and gave thanksgiving to God for allowing them to get even this far, and that God continued providing in abundance for all of their needs. Historical accounts also indicate that more than enough fowl was hunted easily for their celebration of thanksgiving that year by the pilgrims, with additional leftovers for weeks' worth of meals. It was also reported that the Wampanoag Indians brought five deer to this feast, adding still further to the abundance of the food for their celebration. And I am convinced this feast was truly a harvest provided by God as a sign, a gift of his great pleasure of what these men, women, and children had and would persevere through in the future to God's honor and glory. So, what does the Bible tell us about living out our lives in thanksgiving through the really bad times and the really good times? Before we go uh, there, however, it's important to note that while it would seem natural to give an abundance of continuous thanks to God during our good and happy times in life, those are often the times we feel no need to go to God and perhaps no more than once to say thanks, because after all, We are at the high point and right where we want to be and don't really need God at those times. But when the good things wear off or get old, we typically go ungratefully begging and whining to God to make us happy again. And yet we are rarely thankful and praising God for the good things we have currently or had or just got or in many cases still have in full that we are just no longer satisfied with then in our bad times, we very rarely, if ever, give thanks to God because He is now putting us in a low place and right where we don't want it, or ever presume we should be. And so we go again into the ungrateful, begging, whining mode to get us out of our bad spot and make us happy again. And now you know how I live my life before God, never really and truly thankful, but pretty regularly ungrateful and always wanting more of what makes me happy. After all, I think I'm quite worthy of being given what makes me happy. And furthermore, I certainly should be handed an abundance of joy from heaven if for no other reason than I'm doing exactly what God wants me to do and that of doing these studies for people and spreading God's word. Wouldn't it just be right, at the very least, that God should keep me, of all people, happy? Yet deep down, I am honestly grateful and thankful that God does not give me what I want, because if he did, I know I would be 10 times more self-centered than I am now, even more miserable, and I would not be doing anything for the Lord. The thorn in the side is what keeps me whole. So let's go to God's word now and look at how and in what situations we are to be thankful. And today we're going to start off with Ephesians 5.20. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. How incredible is that? Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Isn't that a beautiful definition of thanksgiving? Next, we see in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, rejoice always. Pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstance, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Again, almost a perfect repeat of Ephesians 5.20. Give thanks in all circumstance, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Again, we hear it. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, thanksgiving every day. Philippians 4.6-7, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer, And supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. How anxious and worried are you of things past, present, and future? And if we are, we are not able to give God the thanks, the honor, and the glory due Him. Psalm 106, 1 Praise the Lord, oh give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His steadfast love endures forever. Are you truly and sincerely praising the Lord and letting Him love you? We continue Colossians 3:15:17, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks. God the Father through Him. Are you allowing that peace to live in you and living everything out to the honor and glory of God? Psalm 100, verse 4 Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him. Bless His name, for the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and His faithfulness to all generations. Are you going before his throne, abounding with praise and thanksgiving? Have you done that today? 1 Chronicles 16.34 Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Do you know just how good our God is? Do you really think about it? Make sure you go to God daily, knowing and really believing what you say. Mean what you say and live out who you claim to be in Christ Jesus. Psalm 9.1 I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. I will recount all your wonderful deeds. Colossians 2.6-7 says, As you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, rooted and built up in Him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Psalm 7.16 I will give to the Lord the thanks due to his righteousness, and I will sing praise to the name of the Lord Most High. 2 Corinthians 9.15, Thanks be to God for his inexpressible gift. 1 Corinthians 15.57 says, Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. How incredible is that to give thanks to God for? Hebrews 12.28-29, through 29, Let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, and thus let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe. We see that passage starting off right away. Let us be grateful. Let us be thankful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Is that something you are going to recognize this year? Recognize that the Lord has given this to you, not just one day for Thanksgiving, but has given this to you as a gift from himself. We go on, 1 Timothy 4, 4 through 5. For everything created by God is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving, for it is made holy by the word of God and prayer. First Chronicles sixteen eight says, O oh, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the peoples. Isaiah twelve four through 5, And you will say in that day, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the peoples, proclaim that his name is exalted. We continue Psalm 95, 2 through 3, Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. And these are just a few examples we have been handed to remind us of just how and why we are to be grateful and thankful, not just one day a year, but every day of our lives. Now, however, we need to be very mindful of how we continue in this abundance of joy and thanksgiving when things get rough and still offer up praise and thanksgiving to God. James 1, 2 through 4 says, count it all joy Another version, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you meet trials of various kinds. Isn't that a good reminder? Holidays can be very difficult times, very difficult to be with certain family members, reminders of the past, etc. And we are reminded, count it all joy, pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when we face trials of many and various kinds. Hope, give thanks to the Lord in all circumstance. Romans twelve twelve tells us, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. And why? Because you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness or perseverance, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. We need to count it all joy, even the bad, the low, the low, low spots in our life, believing that God is in perfect control. But what is the benefit of going through this pain in thanksgiving and joy? Romans 8.28 tells us, We know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. John 16.22 so also you have sorrow now, but I will see you again, and your hearts will rejoice, and no one will take your joy from you. In all of this, we see that living our lives out to the best of our abilities for God, in thanksgiving and joy and gratefulness, we will be rewarded in ways we cannot fathom. Even in the seemingly desolate times of our lives, God loves to host parties and gatherings with lots of food and have us as his guests. And what does it look like when God serves a dinner, a party? There is true bounty, and there is always plenty to eat, and on occasion, leftovers. Or maybe not on occasion, because when God serves, there is always plenty to take us into the year ahead, into the days ahead, into our life until we meet him. So what does this look like? How do we know this? Matthew 14, 15 through 21, Now when it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a desolate place, and the day is now over. Send the crowds away to go into the villages and buy food for themselves. But Jesus said, They need not go away. You give them something to eat. They said to him, We have only five loaves here and two fish. And he said, Bring them here to me. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass, and taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and said a blessing. Then he broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the crowds. And they all ate and were satisfied, and they took up twelve baskets full of the broken pieces left over. And those who ate were about five thousand men, besides women and children. Let's look at another case, Luke fifteen twenty three twenty five. 25. Bring the fattened calf and kill it, and let us eat and celebrate. For this my son was dead and is alive again he was lost and is found and they began to celebrate and this passage continues that this celebration was complete with music and dancing that sounds like a lavish wonderful party and yet another amazing feast was provided for the very unhappy ungrateful grumbling israelites again we see here that even when we are upset with god he still provides in abundance and certainly the Israelites sound just like we do, complaining because we don't have what we want when we want it. Exodus 16:4. Then the Lord said to Moses, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. The people are to go out each day and gather enough for that day. Tell them at twilight you will eat meat and in the morning you will be filled with bread. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God. That evening, quail came and covered the camp, and in the morning there was a layer of dew around the camp. When the dew was gone, thin flakes like frost on the ground appeared on the desert floor. Moses said to them, It is the bread the Lord has given you to eat. This is what the Lord has commanded. Everyone is to gather as much as they need. Isn't our God amazing? And to think he doesn't even hold out on us like we do to him for a a once-a-year acknowledgement, He fills the desert with food. He fills the desolate times in our lives with true food in abundance to fill us to satisfaction. And in thanksgiving, and is thanksgiving truly a celebration of giving thanks to God? Or are we celebrating ourselves at this time? for all we feel we deserve, and living out the day as gluttons to simply loosen our belts at the end of the day and belch in God's ear when it's over. Now let us go to God with thanksgiving and prayer. Most gracious and merciful Father, we thank you for who you are to us. You give in abundance and leave us with even more still. Even when we grumble in your ear in displeasure, you still fill our lives with plenty for us to be satisfied. Help us to see this incredible love you have for us and recognize that we must acknowledge you and you alone for our lifetime of bountiful harvests. Help us to be satisfied, thankful, and grateful in all we have and don't have, and give you thanks in all things at all times and in all ways, acknowledging that you are our provision in all things. And we now ask all of this, in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, to whom we owe all thanksgiving. If you are joining us by podcast, please visit our website at faceyourfaith.com for more information and resources. And until next week, a very happy Thanksgiving.